Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. Today I'm here with Megan Dunn, the Dumpling Mama. Megan has been specializing in creative direction and visual storytelling since 1998, art directing her own show at Cartoon Network based on her comic, A Kitty Bobo Show, just three years later. She was one of the very first female creators at Cartoon Network and one of only two female storyboard artists, solidifying her place as a trailblazer in the traditionally male-dominated industry. And now, trailblazing again as Dumpling Mama. Welcome, Megan. Thank you, Anne. Thank you. That was really nice. Tell us about your creativity and how you came to where you are now with your dumpling shop. Um, well, that is a very long, you know, 10 hour conversation, <laughs> but, um, the short version of it is I grew up in this area in Doylestown after being adopted from South Korea when I was almost five years old and grew up in Doylestown, um, moved to California after college to work in animation. And then after a divorce with a newborn, I moved back East to continue working in animation and mostly pharmaceutical work in, in the Baltimore area, then leading me back to Pennsylvania, back closer to home. And I now live in Newtown. So I started in my own animation studio when my daughter was very young and juggling that business and dealing with investors and then selling off part of that business. Um, I wasn't quite sure what else to do. I was a, a contractor and a consultant for various companies doing marketing and animation continuing to do that, but also still struggling with going back to working for someone else after having my own show and having my own company. Um, my daughter has always um, struggled with food allergies since birth. She was extremely allergic to dairy, tree nuts, peanuts, basically everything except for potatoes and rice and soy when she was a baby. Um, it's not really enough to sustain a human being. So maybe when she was six years old, she started around six, she started to be able to eat chicken. And by eight, she could eat eggs and some other foods, more fruits and vegetables, which she'd been allergic to before. I, I had never heard of anyone being allergic to so many fruits and vegetables, you know, eggs, corn, barley, um, everything, but potato and, and rice. 
So, you know, not having any gluten, I was completely unfamiliar with how to cook for someone who's gluten-free with severe food allergies. I, I had no clue what to do without, you know, baking without eggs. And for all the birthday parties and gatherings and all the times she'd see her friends and for play dates, you know, all the food she couldn't eat. And, and parents were fearful for having her over and not knowing what to feed her. So I was always supplying snacks and trying to experiment with making, you know, fun cupcakes to take to school for her birthdays and events. So it's been a constant struggle for years, uh, raising her as a single parent, um, you know, trying to, you know, show, you know, feed her. So, you know, like any mother, it's, it's a struggle to feed your child and, you know, you want them to be happy and enjoy what they're eating too. Not only, you know, feed them, but give them fun treats because the other kids are, you know, going to this restaurant and going to this pizza, you know, party place. And she can't go to those uh, pizza places. You know, one time she went to one of those, um, like a Chuck E. Cheese and she had a rash from head to toe after, you know, 30 minutes and she hadn't even eaten anything. So we had to leave. So she's just so extremely allergic. Fast forward. She's now 19 years old, a freshman out in college out in California. And, um, you know, times have changed. Ingredients have changed more health food stores, more, you know, ingredients that are safe for people with celiac for who are dairy free and, you know, there's so many more options. It's completely different. But I, since I've been cooking um, this way for so many years, um, I'd been, you know, feeding Nari dumplings since she was a little girl. You know, she really loved eating dumplings. And, you know, it might sound strange, but but sincerely, of all the foods um, that she ate, she loved potatoes, she loved rice and kimchi, and she loved chicken dumplings. So... You know, people and my friends and family, they've been eating them too. And they, they're very, very, everyone's aware of her allergies. And so, you know, I started making them for people. And they're like, for years, people have said, you know, you should be selling this food. You should have a restaurant or you should do this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not my thing. I'm an animator. I'm an artist. Like, I'm not a chef. I didn't go to culinary school. Um, but then I started this past year. You know, what am I going to do? I was um, working for a very large bank, a very well-known bank. It was a over an hour commute each way. The pandemic hit us all. I was working from home and I started experimenting again with the dumplings. I'm like, maybe someone will, you know, maybe someone will, you know, buy these. I don't know. So um, this past Christmas, right before the new year, I was like, what would happen if I put up a website? Because I also build websites. I'm like, I'll just build a website. I did it in one night. Just, you know, I won't say on a whim because I've thought about this for a long time. And I thought, okay. I'll build this website, put it on Instagram. Will anyone even care? Will anyone be interested? Not being a part of a celiac community, not being a part of any of these groups online that have popped up everywhere. Um, so I put up this website. I started off with the site Bucks Dumpling Mama because I had been into video games. I'd play this one video game, Cooking Mama. And I was like, oh, that would be a cute name, like Dumpling Mama for a company. So, and because, and my friends had suggested, oh, well, it's very regional. It's, you know, Bucks County is very well known. You should call it Bucks Dumpling Mama. So then I added the Bucks part. And that's how Bucks Dumpling Mama started. <laughs> and I put up the website one night and I posted on Instagram. And then all of a sudden people started following me and then asking me about these dumplings. And they're like, are they they're gluten-free? And I'm like, yeah. And I didn't know it would become so popular. So people started asking me like, well, could I order them from you? And I'm like, all right, Sure. So then there was a, there's a Korean woman who has a restaurant in Newtown on State Street, uh, State Street Kitchen. Um, awesome woman. So 
I had done work, you know, in the area and I've been in and out of that restaurant many times. And, you know, it's like, it's like a deli, but you can also get these sort of Korean inspired sandwiches, like a spicy pork wrap that has kimchi on it, things like that. So I went to her and I asked, I was like, you know what, would you be okay? Could you think I could have customers pick up my dumplings here? People are like ordering them. I, you know, hadn't really planned on this, but do you think that would be okay? And she said, sure, you know, bring them in. We'll put them in the freezer or, you know, in the fridge and they can pick it up here. And, you know, and I said, well, I'll, I'll give you, I'll pay you each month. Like I'll pay you a percentage or whatever I'm selling. She's like, oh, no, 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 let's just like, let's see what happens with it. That's really exciting. She used to make dumplings. So she was really excited about it. She goes, but I gave that up. It's too much work. But, you know, yeah, and it's a great idea. So I started selling them like as a pop-up. You know, just, it was such a casual conversation. I started doing that right in Newtown. And then it started to pick up. And then a, a bakery in Doylestown reached out to me, a gluten-free bakery. And they said, would you be interested in maybe selling them doing a pop-up at our bakery? Because our customers are all gluten-free and they would love that. And we would love to offer as like a savory option, like, like dumplings. So I said, sure, that would be great. So I started doing pop. I did a pop-up there and it was really, really successful. I, I couldn't believe how many people ordered for that. And then she asked me if I'd come back the following weekend. So I said, sure. And then it just continued. And it got to a point where it was too much for me to handle because I'm cooking all this from home. And, you know, the licensing for a home kitchen, you know, this is all new to me. So I started doing research with the health department and how do I get licensed to do all this stuff? So I'm doing all this, you know, like open, I'm building the plane while I'm flying it basically. And that that's how it all began. And then during this time, um, you know, my, the, the, I'm renting this condo um, in Newtown and I hadn't even been there a year and the landlord, a very nice man, um, him and his wife owned this condo. They said, well, we wanted to do this renovation. Uh, would you be, you and your daughter be interested maybe if, if they respond to our application to be on this TV show where they'll renovate the kitchen. And I was like, I guess so. I mean, that's fine. I just thought like, okay, they want a free kitchen renovation and we'll be, we had just had to be on TV. So I said, that's fine. And he said, I would only be like, I think they only take like a week of filming. So a week later, I get a, an email and I got a phone call from this network, Magnolia Network. Um, oh, wow. And they were, they were really excited about the application and they saw our pictures and read my bio and they wanted us to audition and do like, you know, a Zoom call basically that they would record and then re-edit um, for an audition to be uh, on a season of this uh, new show. A rental redo. So my daughter, I asked my daughter, she said, oh yeah, we could do that. You know, again, it was so casual because we're like, this isn't going to happen. And so then they, they called back a couple of days later after we did this Zoom call and they're like, oh, well, we would love to have you on the show if you're interested. So we're like, oh, okay. Well, what does that entail exactly? So, um, didn't, it's not going to cost us anything. Right. And they're like, no, 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 we'll do this whole renovation and you'll be on camera. The host will come in. It'll only be five days of shooting in your home. You know, I was like, all right. Um, and they were really interested in the fact that I had started this dumpling business. So like, well, maybe you can make some dumplings with the host on the show, on the segment. So I said, all right. So it ended up the five days turned into a month and a half of them filming. And I couldn't use my kitchen for a month. So, I was really stressed out. I was like, what am I going to do? Like, I have no, I have no working sink. I can't cook in this, in this kitchen and I don't have anywhere to cook. And, you know, the bakery, like I, I couldn't do 
pop-ups there um, because I couldn't use their kitchen. And I'd been asking about licensing a kitchen. I'd been looking all over and I couldn't find anything. So my best friend from high school, we went to CVs together. She lives in Bethlehem and, you know, I'm in Newtown. So 11 years ago, this restaurant, um, Nellie Ray's Kitchen opened up in Ottsville and it's a, it was a vegetarian cafe. So my friend Nikki introduced me to it and that's where we would meet for breakfast. And she called me up and said, do you know that um, the restaurant, it's open, been open for 11 years, it's closing. I was like, oh, that's that's awful. And she goes, today's the last day. <laughs> she called me on the very last day that it's open. She goes, they're closing. There's also a new owner of the property and he had opened an art gallery upstairs. And she said, I just had this feeling the two of you are going to hit it off. You should meet this guy, Kanoka, Kanoka Wagner. So I said, all right. Um, I And I just happened to be driving around. I was in Doylestown and I was like, you know what? It's not that far from Doylestown. I'll go right now. I just had breakfast there. So I ended up driving right over after I got off the phone and I, I came to this building that I'm sitting in um, and had, had changed already the partners that own Nellie Ray's. It then became Nellie Bird Cafe for the last year. And then they they couldn't you know keep it open, unfortunately. So then they closed after a year. And so I was there on the very last day of Nellie Bird's. Um, Chris was the owner of Nellie Bird Cafe. So I, I met her, but she was rushing around. It was it was packed in, you know, at, at Nellie Bird um, for the last day. I went upstairs to the gallery and introduced myself, and Kanoka knew right away, you know, because Nikki had messaged him, I guess. And uh, he was really nice. But then I drove away thinking, like, this place is really cute. That would be really cool. But I hadn't thought about opening a restaurant. Um, I'm just doing pop-ups. I'm just selling frozen dumplings, strictly selling frozen dumplings, you know, gluten-free dumplings. So I'm like, I, I, that's not my thing. I'm going to sell frozen dumplings. Maybe that'll be a business. But and then I'm going to continue doing animation. Plus, I was teaching art at, at this point, teaching at University of Arts and Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts, teaching animation classes, you know, and again, I'm not a restaurant person. I don't, I know nothing about it. So I was like, well, it's a cool idea. It's a cool space, but you know, probably all the costs with, you know, renting this space and it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and um, like, there's nothing around here. It's beautiful, but I love the drive. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like so gorgeous out here though. Um, even though it's 40, 41 minutes away from where I live in Newtown, I drove back and I'm like, there's no way I'm opening a restaurant. But I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I didn't follow up. And I was like, I, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not a restaurant person again. So for almost three weeks, I couldn't stop thinking about this place. <laughs> I was like, well, why couldn't I open a restaurant if I just kept it simple? And I was thinking, well, I don't want a restaurant. What if people just came to a counter like a Chipotle and they just ordered the dumplings and I could sell them frozen still, but I could might as well cook it because people are, have a hard time understanding how to cook gluten-free dumplings. It's a completely different process. You don't drop them in water. You don't boil. You don't cook it the same way. You can't even put it in a steam basket. It's completely different, like a different uh, skin. So I was like, well, maybe that would work. Maybe people would drive there because there's this art gallery. It could be like a destination. I had, I saw it having a lot of potential. Um, and I just couldn't get out of my head. And, and when I started doing the research and then I reached out to Kanoka and we, we talked a few times and I realized like, it's actually pretty affordable. And I think I could, it's worth the risk. Um, you know, wouldn't have to like get a loan or anything. I could just go out and, you know, spend cash to open this business without going into debt. I'm like, I, I think I could do it. So I have enough saved to 
to start this new venture. Um, and I'm not a gambler at all. I don't gamble. I don't go to casinos. But, you know, I've already risked it once with a, an animation studio and I did well. And now, you know, why not? You know, life is too short. And I'm this, this is maybe a good thing to do because my daughter was so excited about this because I was like, Nari, you could go to this place and this could be the one restaurant. Like, you could eat anything you want and always feel like it's it's safe for allergies. Because, yeah, that would be a great idea, you know. And I looked online for other gluten-free dumplings um, and also gluten-free restaurants. It was just this whole new world opening up. I hadn't really researched these allergy communities, even though my daughter has lived with this her whole life. And I've lived with this her whole life. I, I didn't realize it was such a huge community. So it just, you know, it just blossomed and took off. And um, I think the concept is simple enough where people are coming in, I'm making it easy. You're not sitting down and being served at a table, you're ordering at the counter and there's only like dumplings. And then I started adding noodles. Um, you know, and the menu is very simple and very straightforward. And the ingredients are listed and everything in the kitchen is gluten-free. There's nothing that isn't gluten-free when you walk in here. Um, I don't, people don't eat things that aren't gluten-free or carry anything that isn't gluten-free. And certainly no, none of the ingredients in my kitchen are anything but gluten-free. And that's pretty much, you know, how it all started. And here I am now in Dumpling Mama. Uh, and somehow I have a restaurant that I'm running. I can't, I still can't believe I'm doing it, but it's really exciting. And people are so enthusiastic and um and so supportive and excited about this this venture and uh you know this is only the beginning of it so we'll see what happens but i already have two producers that are interested in uh, shooting a tv pilot here um for the sensitive chef which is what i'm calling it um cooking specifically for food allergies and gluten-free foods that it would take place in this uh, restaurant in this kitchen as well as different people's homes and different locations teaching people how to cook for their specific allergies and their food sensitivities. So that is that, that, so, that's a summary real quick. <laughs> that is so amazing. I mean, I love it. And I love, I love walking into your place. I love the variety of the dumplings and who doesn't love dumplings. So it's been exciting for me to see the progression of your shop. Thank you. So tell us about some of the fillings that you offer because they that just fascinates me. Sure. So, yeah, I have I wanted to have some classic dumplings for people that are not able to eat dumplings and haven't had dumplings and I hear the story so many times and it's it's shocking to realize people just haven't been able to have like a pot sticker or gyoza or whatever they want to call it um a traditional pork dumpling, or if they don't eat pork, like a chicken dumpling with garlic and ginger, you know, just basic dumplings with really good organic ingredients, um, a lot of locally sourced ingredients, some of it right from my garden, um, a lot of it right from Ottsville. I made a goat chevre that's made at a local farm right here in Ottsville with local honey from a, a company right here, and I sell their honey and it's extracted in my kitchen. Um, that's how local the ingredients, a lot of the ingredients are. So it's even fresher. Um, so goat chevre with local honey um, and honey crisp apples, big honey crisp apples, uh, butternut squash that's roasted with uh, brown butter sage. Um, yeah, those are those were so good. Oh, thank you. And I love the kimchi ones too. Oh, they thank were you. so special. Yeah, the kimchi fried rice. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, kimchi fried rice dumplings. Yesterday, I was experimenting and I made some Asian pear um, and local honey dumplings um, with um, with shiso, chopped shiso, and it has a, sort of a mint sesame flavor. It's a, the green leaf. And then I also made um, I've made churro dumplings, which are very popular. It's a it's a soy dairy free nut free chocolate, uh, semi sweet chocolate from Enjoy chocolate chips. Um, it's it, I fill the dumpling with that and then I air fry it and I coat it in a cinnamon sugar you know mix and it's you know it's crispy a little crispy on the outside and you know melted chocolate on the inside. What's not to like? I love those. Um, yeah, my I did. Loves those. I did too. I did too. I've had those as well. And I love the fact that you have some that are meat and some that are vegan. So oh, yeah, you do. really do, I do cover. A Philly cheesesteak. Yeah, I do Philly cheesesteak. I mean, because look at, you know, that's what I grew up with. Um, you know, beef, uh, fried onions and cheese and a dumpling. It's delicious. But for vegans, you know, and people that can't have dairy, I do a mushroom uh, Philly cheesesteak with fried onions. And I also do one without onions. Um, so it's completely vegan and dairy and soy free. So I try to keep in mind that there are a lot of people that can't have soy and can't have dairy um, or don't eat meat. So I always have, I try to have vegan equivalents of whatever my offerings are and equal the number of vegan, vegetarian, um, and meat dumplings. And I, and I have different categories. I'll have meat. I'll have, I'll even have dairy. I've had pizza dumplings with basil mozzarella. I've had um, a spinach feta dumpling um, with feta cheese, but there's also a, a vegan a feta version that's dairy free. So yeah, try, I try to cover everything because everybody eats differently. So I want to, you know, feed people for that, <laughs> for their needs. I'm getting so hungry. Um, <laughs> so what are the biggest challenges of making a, a dough that's gluten free? I think um, some of the biggest challenges are Right now, the food costs, um, but also working with the dough is so completely different. It's much stickier um, and a lot more fragile than a you know, wheat flour dough. So it's just finding that right balance, um, the right uh, moisture level, um, and even making the dough itself. You know, you can't make it the traditional way, and then cooking it is not the trad traditional way. Um, you know, you can't, like I said earlier, you can't just boil these dumplings. Um, you can't just put them in a steam basket. Um, and I've, you know, experimented just trial and error. Like what happens if I air fry this and then I freeze it? What happens if I deep fry it? What happens if I steam it in a basket? Or, you know, what, what happens if you boil one of these dumplings? And I learned it dissolves. Um, it breaks apart. So... Um, just the order of cooking them, you have to cook them in a specific order, um, of, you know, instructions, you know, so I, I'm sure it's easier for people to someone just to walk in and then order the dumplings and then eat them. But, you know, if, if for someone who's adventurous and, you know, is willing to take them home to cook, it's really not hard as long as you follow the instructions. Um, you're just popping them out of the freezer and throwing them in a pan and in a little, just like spray the pan and, you know, fry it for like a minute till it slightly browns on the bottom. And that's what helps protect the bottom of the skin from dissolving by getting that little bit of a, a browning coat. And then you add just a little bit of water and cover it to steam it. 
and then your dumpling is all good to go. You uncover it, and then you could either eat it like that, steamed, or I like to just flip them on each side for a slight browning for that texture. I think the texture is much nicer. Um, and also, when I first started making these, I was using a dumpling press just to make them faster. It is not worth making them faster, though. I've learned that the edges of the dumpling press skins are, are just not as good as when you hand fold them. And then you don't have that extra ridge, which I don't think um, I enjoy eating the edge of the skin that way. But when they're hand folded, you don't have that ridge and they're just, they're like re a regular little dumpling. It's d delicious. Um, so I've done away with using that dumpling press and I've, you know, explored machinery that can make the dumplings faster. And I, I continue to explore that option because there's there are machines out there that are making 30 to 40,000 in an hour, um, which is far more than I can make. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of dumplings, 30 or 40,000 dumplings in an hour. <laughs> I don't even know where sure. I store them. So uh, you're still selling frozen dumplings as well. I am. I just, I haven't been able to keep up with the demand of people coming in buying the fresh ones already made. So, uh, but this week I'm actually rolling out a bag. So this past week I was selling lim a limited number of bags finally in my first week open. And now I'm, I have a freezer already ready to go for this week. I'll be selling, it'll always be stocked with bags of frozen dumplings. And then um, DeBruno Brothers has been interested in carrying my dumplings down in Philly. And I just haven't been able to keep up the demand here to get to the point where I can even um, supply wholesale, a wholesale order to them. So, you know, there's a demand out there and I just can't even meet it because it's too early and I don't have enough help. I just finally got some more help um, to help me in the kitchen. So that's another one of my biggest obstacles is just not having enough help. You know, I've been trying to hire people, um, and it's still early on. So I finally have someone working at the front, you know, I'm trying to hire some more people. I want to have more people in the rotation as backup. Um, but the way I open the restaurant, it's, it's not set up where I, I'm reliant on having to have a huge staff. I'm okay. If I have to run around by myself, it's not ideal, <laughs> but you know, and then a, a line is forming out the door, but you know, it's more streamlined now that I have some help. So that's definitely been one of the biggest obstacles is not having enough help, but it's, it's I got it open. <laughs> Every business has its challenges for sure. And um, it's wonderful that you're telling us more about the challenges that you have um, because they're wonderful challenges. I mean, there's such a great demand. It's wonderful. So tell us where people can find you online. Sure. Um, so people can find me at dumplingmama.com. And they can also find me and follow me on Instagram and Facebook as well. Wonderful. And all that information will be in our show notes so that people will be able to follow you. So now that you've been through all of this, and I can't wait to go back and um, get some more dumplings, because as I said, I love the kimchi ones. Um, I love the churro ones. Those were fun. And um, you had another one that was like a spring roll, and that was oh, delicious. The egg roll dumpling. Yes, that was yeah. also wonderful. People love the egg roll dumpling. <laughs> yeah, it was it great. Simple. I didn't know that would be so popular. <laughs> it was great. As a matter of fact, 
I bought some and I didn't make it all the way home <laughs> because I was eating them in the car. It was terrible. Um, so what is one of the most impactful pieces of advice that you've received over the years, which has contributed to your success? I think that number one, you have to be true to what you enjoy and true to who you are um, and not trying to be something that you're not. It'll be much easier if you just do what you love. And I'm sure some people, I'm sure many people have heard that advice and they're like, yeah, you do what you love, but it doesn't pay the bills, but it can, if, if you want it to happen, you can make it happen. Um, that's the, the best advice I can give because against all odds, the people are saying like, Oh, that's crazy. You can't have a TV show or you can't just open a restaurant. You don't have a restaurant background for that. You can, if you want to do it, the information is out there. Just you just have to do the work to research and prepare and um, get yourself set up for it. You know, make sure that you're insured. Make sure that you're licensed. Make sure that you go. You know, get to know your health inspector um, or find out. You know, how do you pitch to investors? How do you get investors? How do you open an animation studio? Or how do you get on a TV show? How do you get a job at a TV show? Um, or you know, whatever the dream is, whatever you want to do. I think that. You shouldn't hold yourself back. You're the only one that can hold yourself back. The information is out there. Um, but that's the best advice I can give. You can do whatever it is you want. You just have to do the work. <laughs> so true and such wonderful advice uh, for sure. So I thank you so very much for being my guest. Thank you um, so much, Anne. I am so anxious to go and make some more purchases. Uh, and as I said, I'm hungry this morning. So I will be seeing you soon. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you.